let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group, but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash dmd. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening, Master Lou. That's how you're supposed to start off, Scott. So this begins our short series on D&D campaign starters. Sure, you could start at an inn or a tavern, but isn't that a bit overused? Lou's going to throw out a campaign starter. Bill and I are going to work out a few of the rough details on, on the campaign, and the rest is up to you, DMs. Your PCs are in a caravan or on a boat when they are swallowed by some massive creature. They are shipwrecked, stranded inside this thing. They find a whole world to adventure in while they try to figure a way out. Well, first off, you have to sink the boat. Yeah, and and I, I figure the boat would probably sink when Rosie O'Donnell consumes it. Wow. Sorry, Rosie. She's not herself without a Snickers bar. She's... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> this episode was sponsored by Snickers. <laughs> oh. No, not really. No. <laughs> That'd be awesome if it was, though. Oh, yeah. So, swallowed by, do we, uh, let's do some massive creature and a caravan, uh, like some big kaiju thing. Why don't we do a caravan of boats? That's a big thing that's swallowing the caravan of boats. Okay. I mean, that's okay. Well, there are some awfully massive creatures. We got those giant, like, turtles that are turtle dragon that's kicking around. Um, They would be big enough to swallow two, three, four boats. Yeah, we'd have to homebrew something big. All right. So, yeah, we'll we'll homebrew a a kaiju-esque creature. So it swallows up the caravans of boats. Of course, there's going to be a lot of calamity when that happens, right? Boats are going to smash into each other. Uh, there's going to be a lot of screaming. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of stuff being strewn about, flotsam and jetsam, if you will. And then they have to make their way like out of the, out of the stomach. But while they're there, they find that there's been a lot of <laughs> things, things swallowed, swallowed. <laughs> and generations of people living inside the belly of this beast. 
waiting for another blessing from the beast because some if they've been down there for generations yeah who does to say that the gullet of this thing isn't like a, a pocket dimension yeah like how else would i mean something swallowing a caravan of 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 ships right it's yeah. got to be either big or it's got to have a huge appetite and what better than to it to be like a a portal into a pocket dimension yeah maybe a creature that designed by a, a bored wizard in his lab and then it started to get a little too big for the aquarium so the wizard Washed went it. out to the o- yeah o- ocean and just dumped it in there and yep. there it got pretty big and yeah, started something eating else stuff. will eat it there's a lot of nasty things yeah. in the ocean but nothing did nothing did and now here we here we have it and you're well yeah. that explain why they couldn't hack their way out yep i mean it it's a living creature, uh, and the insides usually—I mean, stomach acid or whatever—doesn't matter. There's usually a soft enough spot where you'd be able to do enough damage to maybe get vomited up or something. But if you're in a pocket dimension, uh, you know, you get swallowed and you get flushed out of, say, a whirl- or you it gets spewed out of a whirlpool or maybe a waterfall or something like that. And that there is no egress. You're just here. You have to find a more creative way to get out. Maybe right. there's yeah. another portal somewhere. Um, but these people have have lived here for generations, right? So they may think that there's some sort of benevolent deity that's throwing, like, buckets and buckets of fish at, at them to keep them fed. Every and, once in a while, wood happy. would come down to build, build their structures. It's already moated. It, yeah, it looks like it's been a little rough, but hey, you know, it just it just got spit out of a whirlpool. So it's real easy to see how it could get busted up. There's a lot of wood, and a lot of it's already, you know, pre-milled and planed, and there's crates and barrels of, of other things. You know, every once in a while, the, the guy just doesn't send fish. He sends a bounty of things. People. People. More people. More more people like chickens and goats and, and cows and so many rats, but but they're good eaten. There's a yeah. there's so maybe there's a professional rat catchers, you know, they're the there's a lot of rat on the menu. <laughs> a lot of rat on the menu. Street kebabs. Yeah. Everywhere. Yep. And of course there's there's the occasional wicked thing. You know that that's out in the woods. I I imagine there being a landscape of sorts because there would be all manner of like there'd be uh, seeds and and the whatnot that would be swallowed. So over like hundreds of years, you would have trees. You would have have a layer of soil built up. It would be sparse probably, mm-hmm. but it would be like a a wilderness that's just starting. With, and very few people to to spoil it, so it has enough chance to to catch root and build. Um, I could see this built around a stream or a small river, large stream, small river. It what comes in, um, hopefully at some point goes out. But it you know water's being drawn off for irrigation. The people need the water. Uh, maybe they have this incredible tolerance by after generations for salt water. Yeah, yeah. Where you're going there, it's like, here, have a glass of water. This is nasty, but they're like, hmm, yeah, it's good electrolytes. And then they would have to find their way out, right? So there would be no discernible portal in. So they would have to figure out, like, all right, this stuff comes in through some sort of portal periodically. Mm -hmm. We have to time the portal, but then 
you know, maybe they go in and they realize, well, now we're in the mouth of the sea creature, so we're going to be bobbing up and down in the middle of an ocean. That's a poor choice. Or they would have to find another portal elsewhere or figure out a way to open one up. Right. You know, maybe there's a, a soggy, wrinkly library. You know, there's there's books and uh, pages from from books, but there's nothing really complete. So if you have uh, someone who's educated, you know, a historian or, or someone who knows arcana, they would they would have to be put to the task of trying to figure out how to escape from this place. From the bits and pieces of the people who've attempted and somehow made their way back, but each one had a little bit more information, but that's all they could act upon it until someone put it all together. So the the entrance and the exit may not necessarily just go downstream. And maybe That'd be too simple. Maybe there's there's like two two different cultures there. There's the the initial culture that they the PCs encounter and they are you know agrarian they're they're fairly gentle they're the rat catchers and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know they're just trying to go day to day yep and then there's the ones that deviated from that group or broke off years ago and they're more predatory maybe they're not quite as human as they were before much like the Eloy and the morlocks from yeah. a time machine so you have these other antagonists there so now while you're trying to find your way out and discover if there's a way to open up another portal somewhere, you have to contend with these marauders, these like cannibals abducting these people that who, who may actually be protecting the way out because they don't want everyone to leave. Right, because this, this that is, might be a food source. They're, they're getting a bounty just as well. The more people that show up, the more they can take. What do you think of that, Lou? How do we do? Two thoughts came to my mind. Okay. When you guys were first um, sharing your your story makeup, first thing I thought was Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. When that big monster swallowed, yeah. it, swallowed yep. everything up. And then another one was, I think it was Scott's table. It may have been yours. I can't remember exactly which one of you were running this, but we were inside of a, a giant worm that had people living in it. Yes. And so I can, I can relate to that. And that was an adventure in itself because we did have to figure out how to get out of. They were already dead, I believe. Um, and we had to try to figure out a way out because we didn't know it was just a dead worm in the beginning. Right. And not a small one. These things were massive. They were sand, uh, the sand desert, um, mm-hmm. sandworms. I like it. All right. And that's episode one of our DMD short series, D&D Campaign Starters. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day. can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, 
and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content. Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy us a sake, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our drive-thru RPG affiliate link next time you shop drive-thru RPG. Or visit us on the web at the dungeonmastersdojo.com. There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening.